This is the Brisnet.com call-in show on the Horse Racing Radio Network. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Now, here's Bobby Newman and James Scully. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Brisnet.com call-in show here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. I'm Bobby Newman, along with James Scully. This is your hour, HRRN Nation, to call in and talk about whatever you'd like. In the world of thoroughbred racing, the number to get in is 888-966-4776. That's 888-966-HRRN. Welcome in my good friend, James Scully. Welcome, my friend. Good evening, Bobby. Pleasure to be with you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and all of our listeners. And, yeah, we've got we've got uh, some racing this Saturday. We've got... Uh, a, a, a big stakes uh, card at the fairgrounds. Uh, we got four stakes at Gulfstream, a stake race at Turfway. So still got some racing before uh, you know we have uh, celebrate uh, the holidays uh, or uh, celebrate on Monday, Christmas. Yeah, look, really looking forward to those cards Saturday at both fairgrounds and Gulfstream, and of course looking to, forward to that huge opening day card as they have every year on Tuesday the 26th out at Santa Anita. Uh, obviously, uh, a lot of what's been going on in racing this last week surrounds one of those New York Stallion Series races this past weekend at Aqueduct and a disqualification that I would say at the very least is extremely questionable. Yeah, the um, um, in the... Um, um... What which one which which uh, it that was, was the, the great uh, it was the great white way uh, that right. was won by Antonio of Venice and, and they I can tell disqualified you disqualified Brick Ambush the runner up right and, and I, listen last. I can tell you this we, we we had a chance to speak with Dean Reeves on the previous show he's the owner of Brick Ambush and I think uh, he's you know as befuddled as anybody else as to what's going on I can tell you this James as somebody who not only picked Antonio of Venice on our weekend stakes preview last week, but I, I bet a little bit on him. It wasn't anything earth-shattering, but I bet him. Um, and obviously, I was happy to cash at 6-1. to one. Watching the race, I thought, absolutely, they're taking my horse down. Yeah. And, and every replay I saw, made, you know, that I'm trying to look for a, a glass half full, well, maybe they won't see. Everything looked like the one caused a problem, and they ended up taking well, the runner-up down. Absolutely. And it, it, not only Antonio Venice, but the other potential culprit was heavyweight champs because he drifted out as well, who was on the lead. So uh, to me, yeah, watching the race and, and watching the initial replay, uh, it was the first place finisher and the third place finisher looked like, you know, who that caused any trouble, whether it was enough to uh, disqualify either was another story. But yeah, I, I saw it. It was it was completely baffling. I thought they should have made no changes, though. What's uh, uh, period? It was my initial thought. OK, well, maybe some of our callers have opinions on that or just want to talk about anything else. So let's head out to the phones. Tom in St. Louis. Welcome to the Brisnet.com call in show. Merry Christmas, Bobby and James. How are you fellas doing? Merry Christmas to you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm going to give a Christmas gift to everybody in the racing world. One of the biggest problems that everybody has and complains about is the little participation of the, quote, key and derby horses and the Preakness and Belmont. And I'm going to solve that in the next 90 seconds for everybody. 
We're going to do this based on Live Base, the golfing tournament, overpay appearance fee. And I'll get to how we're going to raise the money in a second. But for the Derby, you don't need to pay any kind of fee because the horses show up. But for the Preakness, I take $2 million out of this pool I'm going to set up, and I target eight. And I'm going to pay them an appearance fee based as follows. If you finish second in the Derby, three hundred grand. Third in the Derby, two fifty. Fourth through sixth, two hundred thousand. Seventh through tenth, one hundred fifty thousand. And if you finish eleventh through twentieth, one hundred grand. In addition, and you only get if you have a horse that qualifies for both the maximum dollar amount. But I'm going to do it based on the points as well. If you're the first through the sixth point horse, one hundred twenty-five grand for showing up. Seven through twelve, one hundred. 13 through 18, 75, 19 through 24, 50. And what this also will do, if a horse loses a spot in the Derby because of the automatic Japanese bid, the automatic uh, European bid, this will stab some of the wounds. Then three weeks later in the Belmont, I'm only going to put a million and a half to the pool because a bunch of new shooters usually show up to the Belmont anyway. If a horse wins a triple crown, I'd give him $10 million but we're going to do it like, like the PGA Tour does with the FedEx. We'll do a 10-year annuity, and if you do it like a hole-in-one tournament and a golf tournament, you could buy that policy for a million bucks. And then also I would have a, you know, a, a prize or a, a, a bonus to the horse that gets the most points in the three races. You can do 500 to a, a 500000 to a million dollars. Now, how I'm going to raise the money for this is I'm going to go hire a big advertising firm in New York. And I'm going to go out and target a company, whether it be Quaker Oats, because, hey, guess what? We eat oats just like the horses do, and you can eat that. You go find a Japanese advertiser as the Derby is becoming more of a Japanese event. But you have a series of sponsors. You go out and get a Triple Crown sponsor for $3 million, and they take the role that Visa did. You go the... 12 weeks beforehand, and you do a Road to the Derby sponsor. You charge them $2 million, and your name is on everything. Signs, when they run the Louisiana Derby or Arkansas Derby or Smarty Jones or whatever, you know, whatever company that is, they're somehow affiliated with that. And then I'd find a company to get aligned with the Preakness, not as a keynote sponsor, taken away from it, just kind of part of the coverage. And the Belmont, I'd do a million or a million and a quarter for them. And then I'd also find a company, and i do like a media selection show type thing. Not only make these draws like the, the final four selection show, but also every week leading up to this, you go out and get some guys that are, you know, graduating in uh, communications degrees. Let them put together a show. But, guys, just like how the Big East did when it started to a fledgling company called ESPN that was starting, you give away the program for free. And you let somebody pay three-quarters of a million dollars to be a sponsor for that. So I'd raise about $10 million in the coffer. And the way I calculate it, you'd be giving away one, two, three, four, about five and a half, six million dollars. And my numbers might be a little off, but this would get your horses to show up. And I know it's long-winded, but I kind of thought this was a good week to present this. And I went and worked, worked these numbers up. So I'd be happy to hear you guys' thoughts. And thanks for putting up with me 52 weeks out of the year. Appreciate the call, Tom, and uh, we love when you call in. So an interesting thing. Listen, James, obviously Tom and a lot of our listeners are would love to see more participation 
in especially in the preakness of the horses who competed in the derby i i think the belmont still gets plenty of horses and there are a lot of derby runners that will tart you know take the five weeks off and go to the belmont unless you've won the derby but uh tom is trying to figure out how to get bigger fields in the preakness and then maybe in the belmont as well um the one question mark i have and listen there are a lot of questions to to what he's saying that would need to be answered is that he was talking about getting like the road to the Triple Crown sponsored and having all these like stakes leading up the Louisiana Derby and the Smarty Jones and the this and that. Okay, but what happens to a race like, let's say, the Santa Anita Derby? That uh, I was it la- was it last year, or the year before? It's been the Run Happy Santa Anita Derby, which means Santa Anita uh, is selling the sponsorship already for that race, and it's all over everywhere. So. Uh, are they going to have the run happy uh, Sony Electronics? You know, how, how do you, how do the tracks make money off of this? Because I, I don't think they're they're going to be willing to just say yes. Here's our race. Feel free to have it sponsored by whoever you like, and we don't get any money out of it. Um, and I also don't think it's going to fly by whoever this entity is saying. Listen, if you want your race to be a point, you know, these these horses, these races are only Oaks and Derby qualifying points. It has nothing to do with qualifying for the Preakness of the Belmont. So I, I don't know. I don't know how the sponsorship thing would work unless everyone was getting a piece of the pie. And I'm not sure that's what could happen. Yeah, I I, uh, I see your point because I think uh, they're taking these tracks, they're taking the sponsorship, whether it's, you know, like Run Happy or Toyota or whoever sponsors the stake uh, and applying that money towards the purse as well. So, yeah, I, I don't think they give up the revenue, but I do like the idea of like a payment uh, appearance fee for the Preakness. Uh, you know, that's an interesting idea. I don't know. It's very interesting. Obviously, the thing that differs with this and what Live Golf is is that Live Golf basically they have seemingly unlimited funds with oh, this, yeah. sat with this Saudi uh, whatever what, what investment, public investment Saudi fund. investment fund right yeah, they it's have a public investment fund or whatever I I don't know what they call it, but yeah. but you know they, they're they're throwing hundreds of millions of dollars around like like you're throwing you know, hundreds around, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it doesn't seem to be any sort of a big deal, uh, for them. Um, whereas this is finding sponsors to do this and getting a lot of people to agree. So, uh, I do agree with one thing and I think we all agree with Tom on this. It would be nice to see more Derby horses run in the Preakness. Uh, but the, you know, the other thing, which is a problem and, and listen, it's a good problem is that, they have a lot of other options. They they have a, if you don't win the Derby, and you either you know you don't feel like running back thirteen days later or whatever fourteen day thirteen days rest in the Preakness, you know you don't have to go a mile and a half in the Belmont. I mean you can wait and you can go uh, in the Jim Dandy or the Travers, or you can run in the Haskell or the Pegasus at Monmouth, or you can run Ohio in the Derby. Indiana Derby and the Ohio Derby and the Iowa Derby and the Oklahoma Derby. I mean, there's all the West, West Virginia Derby, and there's big money at Philly Park or Parks, I apologize, you know, later on in the year. So, li- listen, it, it, it's not like the Preakness is, uh, other than saying you won the Preakness, it's not 
that much of a gigantic thing. Yeah, the purse is better than a lot of those races, but it's really not a lot better than running in like the Haskell or the Pennsylvania Derby or things like that. There's a lot of options for horses that, let's face it, aren't the A-plus caliber. I will say this, though. These horses get geared up for the Derby. I mean, they, 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 their trainers and their connections and, and in their training, they spend months preparing for it. So once they exit that race, I mean, they're pretty fit. Typically, I mean, if, if you run poorly, maybe you're not in good shape, but a lot of them uh, are pretty fit. So maybe, you know, I mean, their options to me are in like races like June. I mean, they need to run back and wait until like later in the summer. It's almost too long to wait. Um, it will be. Uh, uh, but, you know, the whole debate right now is whether or not just to move the dates of the Triple Crown. And I don't know if you're moving it from two to three weeks will make that much difference. Uh but it, it sounds like that that at least is a viable possibility in the years to come. Just space it out an extra week. Yeah, I, I don't think New York's going to approve. I don't think <laughs> you might be right. I, I just don't. I don't. I you know when it says when they say what's in it for us, I don't think there's a viable argument. And now that they're not, you know, affiliated with NBC at all, you know, they don't really care what NBC wants. So. Um, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, but you never know. Let's go back out to the phones. Vince in California, you're on the brisnet.com call-in show. Hey, guys. Uh, got a couple different things to talk about, Bobby, but you'll appreciate this one. I uh, was in Vegas last week for the two new hotels, and uh, my mom lives right down the street from the Durango, and uh, me and my sister are in the parking lot, and we're walking up, and they got about 10 glass doors, and all of a sudden – these guys look like just average guys are hustling this guy out of the casino, Bobby. And we didn't know what was going on. Me and my sister are like, what's really happened here? Is this guy drunk or what? And I was shocked to see the undercover police in the casino, man. These guys were young kids with hoodies on. They had this guy handcuffed. They wrestled him out. You know, they're waiting for Metro police to come. I was shocked, Bobby, that to see what kind of undercover police are inside a casino. Did you know the guy? I was waiting for the punchline, Vince. <laughs> no, but, I mean, I've been going to casino since I was 14 years old. If you've seen these four undercover guys, they were like 5'2", short. You would never, ever believe that these guys were undercover police in a casino. It just blew me away. And what did you think all, about the new uh, the new uh, casinos? Uh, Durango is Durango's so awesome. It's so, it's just, I can't tell you. It's so personable. The fountain is big. It's all the glitz. But the sports book at the Durango, I mean, you want to cry when you go in there. It's got outside seating. It's just, in the, oh, and they got a 24-hour restaurant. We can order, you know, because in the morning at the sports book, I got a place to eat. It's really done well in the the parking's right. The, it's got a special off-ramp from the freeway, so you don't have to worry about anything. You just get off the freeway, and you're there. And, then, you know, it's just it's just fabulous. I enjoyed it. Let me tell you another thing. Speaking of hotels, though, I called for um, – I usually go to Saratoga in the summer. The hotel we usually stay at, 600 a night, $1,200 a night for the Holiday Inn. I'm on Broadway up there for that weekend, just so you guys know. It's going to be – very expensive weekend for people. Yeah, I, bet, I know that Holiday Inn right there across from the uh, Stewart's right there on Broadway and that, that turn there. 
Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, because they don't have nowhere to stay, right? The houses are available. People give up their houses for the for the August month, but all the people are going up there. They got nowhere to stay. I mean, people are probably going to be, you know, staying at friends' house. Steve Vick should sell his, <laughs> his bedroom. <there. laughs> all right, well, have a happy out. holiday, you guys. Have a happy holiday, everybody, and uh, I enjoy the show. You know, I'm one of the biggest fans. I just love you guys. Really All right, appreciate thanks, the Vince. call, Vince. Uh, happy holidays to you, and uh, thanks for the info. Actually, uh, uh, James, I'm I'm planning Vegas trips. Uh, I think I'm planning one for April. We were, we are actually going to stay, try to stay at Resorts World, which where it looks beautiful. They don't they don't have a race book there. They have sports, but they don't have a race book, mm. which is fine. I can walk across the street if. Uh, if I need to go to a race book, but it's supposed to be beautiful. But I'm definitely going to go check out the Fountain Blue and the Durango just to see. And the Durango is out the 215, like out west a little bit, like you're heading on the way to the Red Rocks Casino. I don't know if you know the area very well, but uh, it's supposed to be beautiful. It's expensive right now. You know, the rooms are something like, you know, four or 500 a night, probably because there's a huge demand of people to try it out. Um, but um, it is be- it, the pictures look beautiful and uh Glad Vince gave us the uh, 411 on uh, on the Durango. Definitely going to check it out now on my next trip out to Vegas. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, phone lines are open. Feel free to call in, 888-966-4776. Brisnet.com call-in show on HRRN. This is the Brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call, call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? Then Brisnet.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. Brisnet.com performance plan covers unlimited PDF past performances for just $85 per month and is available at Brisnet.com slash plans. American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips. Plus, Sire Stats for only $275 per year and is available at brisnet.com slash APR. The brisnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is $125 per month. Visit brisnet.com for all this information and more and discover why Brisnet is the handicapper's edge. Race to Twin Spires, where you can unlock a $25 risk-free bet. Just use the code HRRN25 when you sign up. And if your first bet doesn't win, Twin Spires will refund your account up to $25. Wagering on the app is fast with free pass performances, insider picks, and power plays every day you wager. Twin Spires. Download the app today to earn your $25 risk-free bet. Void were prohibited. For terms and conditions, visit TwinSpires.com. Must be 18 or older, 21 and older where applicable. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Horse of the Year candidate, Elite Power. Sarkis Warrior makes his move on the outside. Elite Power on the far outside. And Elite Power gets up to win the sprint. Elite Power is going to be clear. And going to take the rear turn sprint by a widening margin. Five, five, all defeating at 875 Want to get the latest HRN content directly on your computer or mobile device? 
then subscribe to our podcast using the Podbean app or Apple Podcasts. Just go to hrrn.podbean.com on your computer and click follow or download the Podbean app and search HRRN. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and listen to our latest episodes anytime. Don't miss a thing. Subscribe to our podcasts today. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Welcome back. Brisnet.com call-in show here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. Bobby Newman, James Scully, your our HRRN nation. Feel free to give us a call. 888-966-HRRN is the number. Fun weekend of racing last weekend, uh, I think ruined by a at least questionable disqualification in one of the New York Stallion Series races up at Aqueduct. But uh, saw some nice racing at Turfway with Wolfie's Dynaghost uh, going wire to wire, nearly hanging on in the Prairie Bayou. Uh, good effort by War Campaign in the Tinsel. And uh, an interesting addition, James, of this year's Springboard Mile at Remington, a, a muddy racetrack that was really speed favoring all evening. And you saw uh, two talented three-year-olds just really going, you know, balls to the wall right from the gate and uh, kind of staggering home. But it was Otto the Conqueror uh, outlasting Glenn Gary in a, a fun renewal of the Springboard Mile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Otto the Conqueror definitely proved game, I thought. Um, you're right. They didn't like, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I thought his uh, last out win at seven furlongs was uh, impressive. And uh, it'd be, you know, I'm not sure two turns is necessarily going to be his forte. But I did think Glenn Gary. You know, I mean, he, he ran a good race, you know, to, uh, you know, get past, get past him and, and, and prove best. And, um, you know, so it was solid effort. That's two straight wins. And he certainly ran a race in his previous start where in that aforementioned allowance that Auto the Conqueror won convincingly. Uh, Honor Marie ran second. He came right back to win the Kentucky Jockey Club and just Steele ran third and he came right back to win a six furlong stake race by like a, a couple lengths. So, um, you know, still remains a, a promising uh, cult for uh, uh, Steve Asmus and uh, Otto the Conqueror. He's by street sense. I had a, had the chance to speak to one of the co-owners of Glen Gary uh, over the last few days, said that uh, they were really happy with the way that their two-year-old ran. First time around two turns, first time at Remington Park, and first time on a wet racetrack like that. I think they're going to give him two or three months at the farm, let him rest up, bring him back, and uh, possibly keep him sprinting uh, going forward. Maybe it, uh, maybe a race late in the meet out at Oaklawn Park or uh, looking forward to you know where he can run sometime next spring. Glenn Gary, named after the movie Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, who this owner says he's seen at least 100 times. And they, wow. actually, ha they actually had ball caps made saying, put that coffee down, which was a very famous line that Alec Baldwin said uh, to the folks uh, working for that sales company in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And obviously, if anyone has a really movie, good cast, I mean, you it, know, it was a phenomenal out. cast. It was it was. Uh, you know, it was actually kind. You know, there there was some humor 
in that movie. I don't think it was meant to be like dark humor, um, but there was some humor in there. There was obviously a, there were obviously a lot of very memorable lines from Al Pacino and Jack Lemmon and, and Alec Baldwin and, and several others in that movie. Uh, Alan Arkin was fantastic in that movie. Um, but Glenn Gary, back to him, he's uh, obviously a talented uh, runner. And I, I, I don't know if, you know, maybe I'm just imagining this, but anytime there's a talented runner who just all, also happens to be gray, I think they get even a little bit more love from the racing community because let's just face it, we you don't see the grays as often as the the bays or the chestnuts. And um, when you get one that's potentially really good, I think uh, he or she get attracts a lot of followers. Yeah, they're definitely a smaller uh, percentage of the population. Uh, I get your point. I mean, heck, I mean, the, uh, perhaps the most famous uh, gray uh, uh, native dancer, you know, they called him the Galloping Ghost, and he came along at the advent of TV, and it was easy for uh, people watching the races in black and white TVs to follow him, follow him because he was gray. Silver Charm, another one that obviously comes to mind yeah. over the last winning colors quarters. Qu- I got, I couldn't stand her. Couldn't stand her. <laughs> Lady uh, Secret. There was a good one for Lucas. Lady, Se- I, I, I have a picture of Lady Secret six feet from me. I was guilted into into bidding for this picture. I was guilted into it by Trevor Denman. This was about twenty years ago. They had a, a charity auction and golf tournament for surf. C E R F. California Equine Retirement Foundation. And uh, I flew out there, and they had a golf tournament at the Del Mar Country Club, and I was teamed up with David Flores and uh, someone who was a judge, like a retired judge who cheated worse on the golf course than anyone I've ever played with before. And this guy was a judge. Um, And they had a charity auction with all proceeds going to surf afterwards. And, you know, I'm the announcer at Calder uh, back you know, what I mean, race is it? Um, it's not a race. It's a it's I think it was a picture done by Madeline Paulson. And, <laughs> th- you know, that she it was either a lithograph or a painting, but it, it's just like a headshot of Lady Secret. Um, and I've had it, obviously, for 20 years and it's been sitting here in the same spot for that entire time. And whatever I bid on it. um at the time, I felt like I was pressured into doing it by Trevor Denman, and uh, he, you know, he's he's sitting there, and he, and he, you know, he's he's the MC of the auction. Come on, I know they pay you good money down there, cold, <laughs> cold in the race, blah blah blah, whatever. And uh, obviously, they didn't pay me the kind of money he was making when he was calling at Santa Anita and Del Mar. Um, but she uh, was in Oklahoma, Brad. Uh, proof that a good horse can come from everywhere. I mean, you know, she was bred, you know, I mean, she was by secretariat, right? But uh, yeah, she was an Oklahoma bred lady secret. And of course, you know, he wasn't real gray when he was running, but, you know, a few years later, he was totally gray. Spectacular bid was another famous one. And even the uh, late Airgate uh, was a good one in recent years. Yeah. By the way, um, as far as. Uh... You know, the Lady Secret was a major stake race at Santa Anita for many, many years, and they replaced it. Uh, well, they didn't replace it. They renamed it the Zenyatta. Uh, she had won the race uh, either once or twice, and obviously she was what she was, and now the race is named the Zenyatta. But uh, I wish it was still named the Lady Secret. I don't know why they couldn't have had races in both of their names, but they don't. 
So the lady <laughs> secret is now the Zenyatta. Number to get in, 888-966-4776. Uh, James, let's do it a little different today. Before we go to our next break, what specials are going on with Christmas coming up at Twin Spires and Brisnet? Well, at, at first then, I mean, we, we definitely have got uh, – I, I want to tell everybody, as well as just our handicapping products, we have PPs, handicapping products, we have reports, we have free PPs for international racetracks and, and much more. We uh, have brisnet.com slash free PPs. We've got some free past performances every day for a, a couple tracks racing now. So make sure you go to that uh, for – uh, check that out and any and all of our uh, handicapping products at brisnet.com. As far as Twin Spires, we've got a bunch of promos going on for Gulfstream, Fairgrounds, Delta Downs, and more. Uh, point giveaways, hit it and split it, Turfway Park. Uh, we have money back promotions and, and more. We've got a lot going on with the uh, holiday racing at twinspires.com. Make sure you opt in to our uh, 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 promos. Uh, we're just really giving away free cash there and have uh, always a $200 new member bonus. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to dive into some handicapping action, big racing coming up at both Gulfstream and Fairgrounds this weekend. This is the brisnet.com call-in show on HRRN. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call call now. 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? Then brisnet.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. Brisnet.com performance plan covers unlimited PDF past performances for just $85 per month and is available at brisnet.com slash plans. American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips. Plus, sire stats for only $275 per year and is available at brisnet.com slash APR. The brisnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files, perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is $125 per month. Visit brisnet.com for all this information and more and discover why brisnet is the handicapper's edge. Race to Twin Spires, where you can unlock a $25 risk-free bet. Just use the code HRRN25 when you sign up. And if your first bet doesn't win, Twin Spires will refund your account up to $25. Wagering on the app is fast with free pass performances, insider picks, and power plays every day you wager. Twin Spires. Download the app today to earn your $25 risk-free bet. Void where prohibited. For terms and conditions, visit TwinSpires.com. Must be 18 or older, 21 and older where applicable. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are plenty of thrills at Gulfstream Park with live thoroughbred action Friday through Sunday and simulcasting seven days a week. Join us on track for weekend stakes races, dine trackside in 10 ponds with an elevated view of the track, and grab a cool cocktail in the Carousel Club. For reservations, tickets, and more, head to GulfstreamPark.com. 
Trainer Talk, presented by Fazig Tipton. Please join me in welcoming Hall of Fame trainer Todd Fletcher. Hall of Fame trainer Nick Zito on Trainer Talk. Welcome Hall of Famer Bob Baffert to the program. Hall of Fame trainer Shug McGahee, nice enough to spend some time with us. Hall of Fame trainer Bill Mott here on Trainer Talk. Dual Hall of Fame trainer Mark Cassie. Trainer Talk, the biggest names in horse racing. Wednesdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Sirius 162, XM 207, and streaming live at horseracingradio.net. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Welcome back. Brisnet.com call-in show here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. Bobby Newman, James Scully. Number to get in, 888-966-4776. Let's go out to the phones now. Joe in Albany. Welcome to the show, my friend. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, I have two questions. First, you may know off the top of your head. The second, if you don't know the answer, I think a lot of us would appreciate if you could find out the answer. So, first question is, what does it mean when a race is salty? It means right. it's really tough, really competitive. Good yeah, horses. very competitive. And, and, and if you're talking about a race that happened, it could be a race that horses that ran in that race came back and did very, very well in their subsequent starts. But salty is another, another verge. He's right. Salty means tough. Okay, terrific. Second question is tough. <clears throat> Those of us that use DRF bets, we are unable to bet on any races at Churchill Down Tracks, which includes Churchill, Turfway, Fairgrounds. Not fair to the betters. Okay, is your question, why are you unable to bet those tracks? Well, what's the beef is more my question. <laughs> right. I know why, because they don't allow us, but what's the yeah. beef? Okay, so James, James uh, do you feel... Co- comfortable answering this because i know you i mean it's it's not I like don't, i don't really know officially what the answer is uh, do you know bobby well i mean what what joe's alluding to and we appreciate the call joe is um some years ago there was a beef with uh money owed and 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 uh, like how much they were going to charge different things as far as drf and churchill downs incorporated and i i don't even think that you can buy the racing form uh, on Churchill properties. They have their own past performances that they'll give you. And uh, a lot of times at Churchill, I mean, I, I know like uh, like Derby Week, they just give you free programs with the past performances in them right at those big program stands right when you walk in. Um, but, but there's some beef with that and uh, maybe with uh, monies that they wanted to charge one way or the other. And... Um, Something happened I've got, where, I've got, I mean, one option is to have multiple betting accounts. I mean, you no, know, I, I, mean, I think he, a lot of he, people he, do that. I, he, he understands that, but I think he, you know, he, he obviously likes DRF bets. Sure. Um, maybe he's been a customer there for several years and doesn't want to change things. But the problem is, is that there, there is no solution on the horizon. It, you know, there's a beef there, Joe. Uh, I don't know. You know, my, my guess is with like with all beefs, but either side blames the other person for this. Just like forever, there was a beef between you know certain racetracks and TVG, and who was on and who was not on TVG, 
and you know both sides blamed each other and it all comes down to money in the end that it's always an argument about money and either they want to charge us too much or this and you know things like that but that's what it is and unfortunately Joe I mean I I've never used DRF bets but uh if if you like that site I I don't see any I don't see anything changing immediately for you. So if you if you want to bet, like James said, if you want to bet Fairgrounds or Churchill Downs or any other track that CDI owns, you're probably going to have to do it uh, by opening an account at one of these other places. Now, I will tell you this, and obviously Twin Spires, we're, this show is affiliated with them, but whether it's Twin Spires or one of the several other ones out there, almost any one you go to, and Twin Spires obviously a big one, has sign-up bonuses for you. So it's not the worst thing in the world if you have to open up another account uh, to bet these races you like because there's a very good chance you're going to get some sort of deposit match bonus. And James talks about these things, you know, basically every week as far as Twin Spires goes. So I would, before you open up a new account, I would do some digging as to see what you need to do to qualify for these sign-on bonuses, whether it's calling customer service at these places first and getting the exact way of how you go on and what promo code or opting in or whatever you have to do for these. But, you know, some of these you're getting, you know, 200, 500, sometimes even more um, match play bonuses for, you know, putting your play in in the first 30, 60 days, something like that. So... Uh, I, I don't I live in a state that just got sports betting online. So I know I mean, I've taken advantage of like a bunch of different betting sites for uh, their bonuses for sign up bonuses. And, uh, you know, it's great. Appreciate the call, Joe. I, I, I don't know if we completely answered your thing. And to be honest, uh, as far as digging down and find more since James works for Churchill, uh, I don't think that's the best move for him. And to be perfectly honest, I think if I were to ask the folks that I know at that company, I would not necessarily be giving the absolute final truth on that. I would be giving whatever the the line is out there as to why they're not doing it. So I apologize for that. Let's go back to the phones. Charles in Mississippi, welcome to the show, my friend. Man, I, I think I've heard it all when James Scully says that he 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 and he loves that sports betting in, in Kentucky, baby. And that's the way to go, James. Well, he's a sick old like, like, like believe, you and me, baby. Charles. He's a he's a sick degenerate, and the more the merrier, as far as uh, we're concerned with our our betting options. Look, I want to tell Joe in Albany something. Joe, if you're still listening, open you up either Twin Spires account. I would have every racetrack I could have available to me. I wish I wish I didn't have to drive a hundred miles or fifty miles to make a horse uh, without using a bookmaker. Okay, and uh, man, if I if I had those things available to me, I, I would just stay at home and, dr- and look at a form and and just go broke, broke, but. <laughs> Guys, I want to tell y'all, it's been a great year. You both have done a, a yeoman's job uh, all year long, keeping us informed, or not, keeping us in picks. And, I, man, I've really enjoyed this year. And I, I hope I hope I have a couple more years left in me, and it's been great. And uh, 
if, if like I tell you all the time, if this is not the best sport in the world, I don't know what it is because I, it just it makes my whole life, baby. I just enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it since I was 14 years old, and I'll be 74 in March, and I, I just I absolutely love it and never get tired of it. And I've learned how to – I'm not as bad a degenerate as I used to be, but I'm going to change this up. Didn't Life Secret win the uh, Apple Blossom? And, Lady uh, Secret. Lady Secret. La- yeah, Lady Secret. Didn't she win the Apple Blossom in like uh, 80 80- – what year was that? Eighty-six. I know Light Light so. won it in ninety-one. Um, oh man, Bayacoa Paciano, man. Uh, she you did win. She got ran second in the ass. She ran second in the uh-huh. Apple Blossom in eighty-six, I think, and uh, yeah. she won a race at Oakland in eighty-five called the Prima Donna Stakes, which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it was like a six furlong race, guys. Yeah, yeah, that, I, that might I have, believe was so. Was that her three-year-old season? That might have been her three-year-old season when she was running yeah. more in sprints. Yeah. Her first yeah. big breakthrough <laughs> race was the seven-furlong test at Saratoga. She beat Mom's Command. And then Lady Seeker didn't even go to the Mom's Alabama. Command. It was too far, uh, a mile and a quarter. Mom's but. Command was a uh, Massachusetts bread or a New Jersey bread. Mass- what yeah, Mom's Command on by that? She was terrific, though. She was really good. Yeah, wasn't she owned by that guy that owned that Cadillac dealership or something? That Peter Fuller that owned that dancer's image that got disqualified from the Derby, and his daughter Abigail Fuller rode mom's was a jockey. So yeah, yeah, was a jockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how old I am, Skulls. But uh, you know, guys, it's been great, and uh, y'all have a y'all have a wonderful holiday, and I hope you get one or two things you like. And a couple of things you need. And uh, are y'all going to be on next week, guys? We are going to be on next week. We're going to have. Uh, we will be on. Obviously, there's big racing coming up uh, New Year's weekend, so we'll be on with the call and show. All, all regularly scheduled programming uh, goes uh, as normal next week: uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right. Saturday. All right, we well, all have a good one, and I'll call in next week, guys. All right, appreciate it, Charles. Happy holidays to you and. Uh, Look forward to speaking to you uh, next week as well. All right, uh, James, before we go to our final break, uh, there's big racing coming up at both Gulfstream and Fairgrounds this weekend. Uh, eight stakes on the Saturday card at Fairgrounds. Uh, anything stick out to you on the card? Where is your best bet of the week? Yeah, my best bet is coming at Fairgrounds. They, it is a great card. I mean, a really uh, stakes-packed card. You got the Gunrunner and the Uncappable, which are going to give uh, points for the Kentucky Derby and Kentucky Oaks. A couple exciting horses in each of those races. But I'm going to go for my best bet in the Tenacious Stakes. It's a mile and a 16th race for three-year-olds and up. And I like number eight, Brigadier General for Dallas Stewart. And I think this four-year-old gelding is just hitting his best stride. I think he doesn't face the most. The, the horses with class in, in the field, I think, have back class. And they're not in top form now. And I think Brigadier General is going to run a bit. He came back from a layoff last year, Bobby, and won a, an allowance race at Fairgrounds. Um, you know, on the front end, he's not necessarily a need to lead type. He, he sat second before winning two back. And 
I look for him to run a big race on the front end. He's training real well for Dallas. And like I said, I think he's coming on. So I'm going to go with Brigadier General, 6-1 to one on the morning line, number 8 with Joel Rosario in the Tenacious Stakes at Fairgrounds. All right. So once again, what what's the price on that one? 6-1 to one on the morning line. So fair price. Six to one on the morning line. Tenacious stakes. Race eleven uh, goes at five p.m. Central time, and uh, six to one on. The and morning I, you line. know, I love these Dallas Stewart trainees. You know, I had to uh, hold the gold or hoist the gold, who was Dallas Stewart in the Cigar Mile, and now I'm coming right back with Brigadier General and the uh, Tenacious. Okay, obviously, uh, also some big two-year-old races, uh, points races towards next year's. Kentucky Oaks and Kentucky Derby with the untappable and the gunrunner. Uh, Nash going to be uh, all eyes on him in the gunrunner. I kind of thought it was more wide open than just Nash. I think he's going to be over in the race. What's your views on those two uh, F- those two races? Yeah, I'm, you know, one thing about Nash is uh, he was very impressive visually winning that race. But, yeah, he just had everything his own way. Didn't look like he beat much, and he won by 10 in a fast time. One thing in this field is track phantom is drawn to his outside. That horse has speed. I think he's going to be sent by Christian Torres. So he's going to have to make Nash work for it. Maybe Nash, you know, he could sit second and still prove best, or maybe he'll just out sprint track Phantom. But if he does get beat, I, I think it's sort of, you know, several horses have are worth a look. Definitely catching freedom. Uh, uh, Nash's stable mate for Brad Cox. He was a good-looking debut winner, and he really had a trouble trip. He was stopped twice in the stretch last time behind Parchment Party who I thought was a uh, a very nice allowance winner for Belmont that day. You have a horse for Brandon uh, for Brendan Walsh in uh, um, uh, Sneed, who switched to the t- dirt with back uh, with the back-to-back wins, including a seven-length win at Fairgrounds over allowance rivals. And even number four, Neat, I thought was worth a little bit of a look for Atris. Obviously, he's got to carry his form from turf to dirt. But he's looked pretty uh, good uh, winning from off the pace in those turf races. So uh, Nash is the horse to beat. But um, like you said, um, you know, he's going to have to prove it at short odds in a much tougher spot than his maiden win last time out. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, still time for more calls. So give us a call. 888-966-4776 is the number. It's the brisnet.com call-in show on HRRN. This is the Brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call call now. 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? Then Brisnet.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. Brisnet.com performance plan covers unlimited PDF past performances for just $85 per month and is available at Brisnet.com slash plans. American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips. Plus, sire stats for only $275 per year and is available at brisnet.com slash APR. The brisnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files, perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is $125 per month. Visit brisnet.com for all this information and more and discover why brisnet is 
the handicapper's edge. Horse of the Year candidate, Elite Power. Gage Warrior makes his move on the outside. Elite Power on the front outside. And Elite Power gets up to win the sprint. Elite Power is moving clear and going to take the rear to sprint by a widening margin. Five live all evading at 875 down Standing at Judmont. Race to Twin Spires, where you can unlock a $25 risk-free bet. Just use the code HRRN25 when you sign up. And if your first bet doesn't win, Twin Spires will refund your account up to $25. Wagering on the app is fast with free pass performances, insider picks, and power plays every day you wager. Twin Spires. Download the app today to earn your $25 risk-free bet. Void were prohibited. For terms and conditions, visit TwinSpires.com. Must be 18 or older, 21 and older where applicable. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Don't miss the Equine Forum every Saturday from 8 to 11 a.m. Eastern right here on HRRN. Mike Penna brings you the latest in thoroughbred racing, featuring interviews with trainers, jockeys, owners, and other racing insiders, plus exclusive segments you won't hear anywhere else. The Equine Forum, the show that launched a network. Saturdays, 8 to 11 a.m. Eastern, Sirius 162, XM 207, and streaming live at horseracingradio.net. This is the Brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Welcome back. Final segment on tonight's edition of the Brisnet.com call-in show. Still time to take a call or two if you'd like. Give us a call, 888-966-HRRN is the number. Bobby Newman, James Scully here with you every Thursday evening, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And yes, Charles and everybody else, we will be back next Thursday as scheduled. And uh, we'll give you a full recap of what we saw opening day at Santa Anita, which of course takes place on a Tuesday this year. Also look ahead to uh, the Big Stake Weekend coming up ahead of New Year's Day. Talked a little bit, James, about uh, some of the big stakes coming up Saturday at Fairgrounds. They've got four nice stakes at Gulfstream as well, including the Grade 3 Sugar Swirl, Grade 3 Mr. Prospector. I thought very evenly matched races uh, at Gulfstream this weekend. Yeah, both those races are Grade 3 sprints, um, and you got the defending champ, uh, Sibelius back in the Mr. Prospector, but it's like you said, pretty evenly matched. You got some other contenders in there uh, as well. And then the uh, other two races are turf races for three year olds the uh, Tropical Park Derby and the Tropical Park Oaks. Tropical Park Oaks, uh, you know, you have some couple Chad Brown, couple uh, Todd Pletcher in there, a uh, couple Josie Carroll, uh, I think, uh, too, as well. But um, I, the Tropical Park Derby, I'll mention that real quick. That race interests me. You got an Anglophile who last time out was in the uh, Jockey Club Derby that came off the turf. I'm just drawing a line. Uh, that, that race, you know, didn't amount. Didn't, I'm not counting that against them. Two back, he ran a really good race to win the Dueling Grounds Derby at Dueling Grounds. Like, by comparison, I thought that was a much better field than the Franklin Simpson, uh, <laughs> like, I think a day or two later. But 
I'm just making a joke about that race being a grade one now. But um, he beat uh, Farbridge in there, who was coming off a grade one win. He beat, he beat him real gamely. I think he's a nice horse for Brian Lynch. And I'm excited, Bobby, to see number nine, Ohana Honor, uh, make his second uh, turf stakes appearance. This is a colt for Shug McGahee. He already has integration going. Uh, he's going to be a four-year-old in turf stakes next year. But Ohana Honor, uh, half-brother to three dirt stakes winners. He made a bunch of starts for He finally broke his maiden, did so on the dirt uh, at Colonial. But he really was, I thought, an eye-catching allowance winner. Uh, uh, two starts back, and then last time in the Giopani, that that it was a short field. Northern Invader had everything his own way, and he's a nice horse for Cherie DeVoe. And I thought Ohana Honor ran pretty good for second, even though he ran, you know, didn't win. I think he'll keep moving forward for Shug McGahee. So I'm looking forward to seeing Ohana Honor and Anglo File uh, square off in that Tropical Park Derby. Of course, the Tropical Park Derby and Tropical Park Oaks used to be run at Tropical Park in South Florida and were eventually run for many, many years during the Tropical Meet over at Calder Racecourse. And you've and called the, him a bunch of times. I, I called him a bunch of times, and Phil Salzman before me called him a bunch of times, and the thing that was interesting is they were always either January 1st or January 2nd, which were traditionally the final two days of the season at Calder, and then they'd come back and start the championship meet over at Gulfstream Park, and obviously during several years they would go to Hialeah after they'd go to Gulfstream. Um, but they were tra- traditionally the first Oaks and first Derbies of the year. Uh, now they're at the end of the year, so they're kind of the last chance for the three-year-old turfers uh, to run against uh, their own age group uh, in these races at Gulfstream. I'll tell you this, uh, the one, and I, I tried to find video of it and I couldn't do it, uh, one of the Tropical Park Derbies that I called was the first derby victory ever for Barbaro. Uh, he mm-hmm. was coming off two wins, I believe, in Maryland and uh, shipped down. Yeah, like first... the Laurel Futurity on turf, I believe. Yeah, yeah he, he broke his maiden. They won the Laurel Futurity, and he came down, obviously, Edgar Prado, his regular rider, and uh, he, he came down, he ran – uh, whatever it was, January 1st, January 2nd of that year in the first derby of the year, and he won the Tropical Park Derby, and obviously he ended up being a Kentucky Derby winner and, obvi- and very good on dirt as well. But the thing that, uh, the thing that I like the most about it um, is I actually got a call from one of his owners basically thanking me for pronouncing his name right. I guess uh, the announcers who were calling him before me were not three musketeers fans and were <laughs> pronouncing it barbero or something like that yeah. and i and i called him barbero and they were very thankful uh that the name you know they could have just easily after the first time called up and said hey by the way his name is barbero um that's the best way to know but uh <laughs> I've seen a lot of Kentucky Derbies, and, you know, to me, there's two kind of races. One that's, like, compelling, thrilling between multiple runners. The other one is just, like, pure, like, just domination. And, and, and you know, in terms of, like, the, the former, I mean, a lot of races, there's several, like, Silver Charm, Captain Bodgett, and others come to mind. But uh, as, as far as the most resounding winner, and I've, I've seen, like, 30-plus Derbies, I've ever seen, I mean, Barbaro in 2006, uh, his win was truly special. I, I, I think he would have won that race a lot of years. 
I mean, he was oh, he was awesome, and the move he made to the lead, leaving the far turn, was uh, was really special. And and I thought he was a, a tremendous winner of that race. Yeah, I, I'm actually trying to think. We t- I I know that we we bridged this story uh, a while back on the network. I'm trying to think if I recall a more impressive Derby winner during my racing fandom. I'm not going to say during my lifetime because I was alive for Secretariat, but I was not a racing fan when I was four years old. Um, And we've seen some, you know, maybe bigger name horses, probably because Barbara, we didn't get to see him run uh, after that. Uh, But we've seen some bigger names win the race over the years. But I'm not sure that I've seen a more impressive Kentucky Derby winner than when Barbara won it. Yeah. That's for sure. I think the final margin was around eight lengths, and um, you know most most win most winners, even if they went clear, you know it's by two or three. Uh, they just don't crush them like uh, he did that day. I don't think Rich Strike was running down Barbaro. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. Uh... Or my, or mind that bird. Uh, you know, different kind, different uh, scenarios. I know. Well, Rich Strike beat a better, beat some better horses in mind that bird. I will give him credit for that. Yeah, but and uh, but but you know what? Mind that bird ran very well in the Preakness behind Rachel Alexandra, right? He ran second. Yeah, that day. he, he ran a good race. He was third in the Belmont. Yeah, I mean, he was in. Once he ran that race in the Derby, he carried that form forward in a sense. Uh, um, you know, before then he like reverted backwards, but, uh, yeah, he ran really well in both the second and third legs. I mean, Rachel Alexander ran a terrific race, you know, to hold him off. And by the way, whatever, I don't know what it was called. Uh, I can't remember the name of the, the movie, but the mind that bird story was awful. 50 to one. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. It was a terrible movie. It was so corny. <laughs> it was really, really bad. You know what the problem was? If you're a fan, just like anything, I mean, if you're a, if you're a fan of poker watching rounders, you're going to find a few things in there that you just say, that's not right. That, you know, that's not possible. That kind of a thing. You're a fan of horse racing. You are going to find something in watching these movies or Secretariat or Seabiscuit or Casey Shadow or things, you know, whatever, or Far Lap. Great movie, by the way. You um, mentioned all a bunch of the best ones. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> How about Bootsy, uh, Bootsy Malone? Boots Malone? Was it Boots Malone? About uh, he was a. Uh, I think, I, was I think it was Bootsy. I think it was Wasn't Boots. It? Boots Malone. Boots I think Malone. He was okay, I never saw that one. Um, yeah, but a lot of corniness in a lot of these racing. Movies. Even the, even in Let It Ride, that stretch rod. It's like a that's a five second like stretch run. Uh, no, I see now that movie. I found ev- I found everything to be absolutely accurate in Let It Ride. <laughs> I like my. By the way. There's there's a couple scenes that are fun. I mean, it's just a fantastically ridiculous movie. But uh, I, I I love the fact when he's across the street at like the dive bar where all the racetrack degenerates are, and he says something like his, he says, "I don't deserve to be here with you pack this pack of losers. I should be up in the jockey club where everyone has all their own teeth or something like that." <laughs> or when he's when he's got the program. And he's asking everyone who they like and crossing it off when they Absolutely. like it. Absolutely. He says, do, do, you have, do you have a brother in Cleveland? I figure it runs in the family or something like that. He Ask lands him. on up yours after asking everybody who they like. So. 
Yeah. Or maybe that's, I, uh, up yours might have been one of the horses he crossed off. I don't know. I, I forget now. I've seen it a ton of times, but it's been a little bit. Hey, Bobby, I want to wish you uh, 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 Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all the best uh, over the weekend. You too, my friend. Uh, enjoy the cards at Gulfstream and Fairgrounds on Saturday. Have a great Christmas holiday. Have a great opening day at Santa Anita next Tuesday. We'll be back to do it again all next Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. That's going to wrap it up on another fun edition of the Brisnet.com call-in show. Our thanks to all the callers and the listeners. For our producer, Lee Delapina, my co-host, James Scully, who just vanished into thin air. I'm Bobby Newman. A reminder, another full day tomorrow here on HRRN. Betting with Bobby, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Live action from Gulfstream, Fairgrounds, Laurel, and Tampa. Also going to talk to Jeff Chapman, Vice President, uh, uh, VP Player Host out at Santa Anita and preview the upcoming Santa Anita meet. And then we'll be back with the Weekend Stakes preview tomorrow night from 6 to 7 p.m. Have a great night, everybody.